2: all right we're live back again this is the rg nfl dfs tournament takes podcast i am your host chris kirkwood kirk D's here with my boys both of them who had pretty good weeks last week one maybe a little bit better than the other but two solid weeks but
1: kill a b 2482 brett harfield John Saravian, JSU Rev. how's it going, fellas? Doing well. Coming off a uh, good week two for me. I had a losing week one. So, um, but yeah, let's let's uh, roll it over to uh, John here, who I think went over triple digits. If I saw the screenshot correctly, uh, how are you feeling?
3: Yeah, so uh, feeling pretty good. Um, one thing that I promised the guys I would gloat about was my. Travis Kelsey 5% call Mm -hmm. that I had on the pod yesterday he came right around 5% on a lot of my DK tournaments I think FanDuel though he was a little higher like around eight or nine so I don't want to say on both sites but on DK he was around five so I was pretty happy about that Um, I just had a really good feeling that tight end was going to be a pay down spot and Uh, me and Brett and Chris were talking before the show and, uh, we were talking about Kittle and cook and how they were just so highly owned. They garnered about 53% of the ownership roughly in some of the DK tournaments, big DK tournaments. So that was kind of crazy, but yeah, I, uh, I had a really good week. I had two qualifiers, the world championship and the King of the beach qualifier. Um, I think it was the $50 and the $20 for the King of the beach. Um and then I came in fourth in two big tournaments, one on DK and one on FanDuel. So uh, it ended up being a really good week. Yeah, so. even
1: though he has this great week before the show even starts, he has to pout about how he ends up only getting fourth place in the FanDuel. Uh yeah, the
2: the Minnesota I, I'm sorry, game that
3: Clay Matthews hit. I'm sorry, that Clay Matthews yeah. hit ruined Minnesota, the it Minnesota ruined, game it ruined uh, it for uh, me. Cost $60. Dude, oh.
2: I understand that. There's nothing worse, like, yeah. when you, like, think you're going to win. And, like, so, th- first of all, the, all the equity is in the top. We all know that in these tournaments. So, like – Big
1: time on and, FanDuel. Big time on FanDuel.
3: Big time, yep.
1: Big time on K, DK, too. I mean,
3: I hear you. I hear
1: you. a noticeable difference, though, from FanDuel to DraftKings, like, top heaviness. Um, oh, yeah.
2: Regardless, both top heavy. Like, mm-hmm. you, and there's – so, you got to realize that equity – when you're there. And so I get that. And like, when you like feel like you're going to win and you like, I've had nights where I was absolutely smashing and like, there was no way I could possibly lose. And like, all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. And you know, you, and en- I ended up winning. Like, I remember one, I st- sticks out in my head. I ended up, I thought I was going to win 85 grand and I ended up winning like 22,000. And I remember I was working at the time I go into work and I'm like, ah, oh, I've, so pissed I won 22 grand. It was the worst 22 grand I ever won in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get that. We've all been it, been there. We understand it. You got to realize your equity. But um, why don't you tell us quickly, Tell what? how'd you win? Tell, uh, break down the lineup.
3: Yeah, so pretty much what I did was I had a, uh, like I said, I had a Mahomes stack, and I stacked them with uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and then um, I brought it back with some Juju. And, uh, then I kind of filled it out. I had Kittle in my flex, which, um, that was a little rough to watch towards the end, but I had Kittle in my flex. I had Will Fuller at like 2% owned guy. I, uh, I got onto him when I found out that he was like definitely going to play. Um, and he just kind of smashed. And then I had, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who I, I know we talked about on the pod and, he did really well, and Tevin Coleman, I think, um, was my other running back. So that was my lineup pretty much, and it uh, – yeah. So,
2: so you nailed the right game, and uh, you did a little differentiation with the double tight end. Didn't quite pan out, but it could have really paid off if Kittle would have just got to expectation or anywhere even close to what we were all thinking. Um, myself, uh, I had a bad week in cash only because of uh, – one decision. I had Christian McCaffrey. I had pretty much a good lineup, um, even though I got crazy and played the Bills D in cash, but it was only because uh, where I was, what I was able to fit in, but it really came down to Garoppolo versus Mahomes, um, and uh, I chose Jimmy G, and like when I think back on it, I think it was a huge mistake, and it really just from the, the standpoint of just laying out the weapons that each receiver had I mean, each quarterback had at his disposal. I mean, the choice becomes clear at that point, and so I really feel stupid for that uh, looking back. But uh, Killaby, I know you had a good week in cash. So, what was your uh, what was the backbone of your uh, good solid week?
1: Yeah, the, there's probably like three things there. It was uh, me going with uh, mostly Mahomes. Uh, so I had a lot of Mahomes. Uh, if if I even went cheaper. Um, I don't know if I even really went cheaper, uh, but I had, you know, Roethlisberger um, and then a little bit of uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Cam Newton. So uh, kind of stuck around that mid-range across the industry. Uh, and th- But the big thing is I took like a really big stance on the girly over Kamara uh, in spots, especially in cash. Um, and then uh, at tight end, I bought a lot of Kelsey where, um, like John said, most of the field went with Kittle. I kind of faded a little bit of Kittle um, across the industry and just bought into uh, Kelsey, and uh, that was huge because, I mean, you look at the tight end, there were, there were like, uh, two huge days. I forget who came in with the second really big day. I think it was the, was it the Steelers tight end. Yeah, um, yeah and, it
3: was Jesse James. Yeah, but he yeah, had just, no ownership.
1: Right, yeah, right. Nothing. So – I mean that's that's where you kind of set yourself apart and and then, like what you said kirk uh, if you, if you didn't hit at quarterback, there were twelve quarterbacks that went over three hundred yards uh, this past week. Only three running backs went over um, hundred yards so and, and the running backs are Matt Breda, uh, Lindsey, and then Tevin Coleman, so I mean, not household names going over hundred yards, so it just really shows you how much the league is transitioning through. Or just a straight, straight up passing lead.
2: F. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I know we're going to get into him today. Uh, so you guys are going to try to convince me to go back there, and uh, we'll get into some of that recency bias because I am going to have it for sure. Um, but uh, all right, so we're going to break down the, the show, the outline for this show. is just We're just going to, you know, quickly talk about what we – actually, we kind of already did a breakdown of our results here. So why don't we just get into looking at the uh, schedule – uh, for this weekend, what we're thinking. I mean, we've got two games that really separate um, themselves from the pack from an uh, implied Vegas uh, total uh, for each – each I mean, just a high over-under for each game. And uh, so let's, let's go into the big picture here and then also talk about some of our uh, – maybe some of our favorite stacks, our favorite plays. Maybe uh, touch on some injury news, and uh, we'll call it a wrap. But uh those two games right off the bat are the we've got the big Saints uh, Falcons game uh, in Atlanta in a dome right now with a fifty three and a half point total. Uh, Falcons are favored by three, and then the uh, the other monster total is
1: uh, John's bo-
2: your boys uh, uh, um, Mahome's with kC against the guy I cannot stand more than anyone in the world uh, right now, Jimmy G and Sam Fran with a 55 and a half point total. Is this total too high?
1: I think it is. Um, I, I think it is just because of where they're playing in Kansas city. Uh, Arrowhead has always been known uh, to be kind of a, a tough away uh, place to play. I mean, I know KC's defense is just terrible right now, but um, that 55 and a half seems a little too high.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a little high, but I could see, I, I could see it going over. I mean, I, I think most people right now see it as, you know, it's going to go over. I feel like everyone's going to be stacking up both sides of this game. Maybe KC more than San Francisco, just because of recency bias, like our friend Chris here with the Jimmy G. Hate, but um, you know, I and, and like George Kittle and and how he crushed a lot of lineups last week, and um, you know, Pettis and all those guys they, they definitely hurt him. But Jimmy G, it looks like Goodwin could be back this week, and that's his go-to guy. You know, on the outside, that that's a big, that's a big, you know, weapon that he needs in that offense to kind of stretch the defense and you know go downfield. So that that's big for me.
2: That's uh, that's like the one thing that could get me back on him here um, by the end of the week. I mean, that is huge. That was his go-to guy last year. They definitely have a rapport. Um, he's the deep threat. Um, it's a you know we know about this Chiefs defense, um, and uh, yeah, this it could he he's got he's also yapping a little bit with uh, Tyreek Hill. Did you guys catch any of that at all? No, uh, I
3: missed
1: it.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, he tweeted out that he uh, he has the Olympic oh. record.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: they're talking about who's faster. Yeah, who's um, faster.
2: So if he's if he's ready to go, and it looks like it's like fifty fifty at this point, I'm thinking he's probably going to be able to go. But if he is ready to go, I mean, he's got to kind of back up what he's been talking a little bit in this. Yeah, game. he
1: hasn't he hasn't even caught uh, a catch all year, so he's had one target in week one, and then he got hurt versus the Vikings. So um, this is a spot where I expect uh, ownership to be pretty low outside of you know getting. Um, getting uh some ownership because of how high the over under is um i'm guessing they'll still i don't know garner somewhere around 10% 10 to 15% possibly uh but yeah in a spot where this is jimmy g's guy and if you're going to see a wide receiver put up 150 and two touchdowns on stan fran it's going to be marquise goodwin
3: yeah right he's 5800 too on fanduel like that's that's really that's cheap re- that's really cheap so mm-hmm. Um, Someone note about, about that, that oh, matchup
2: though, sorry. Uh the, the Chiefs cornerback who will probably match up with him is Steven Nelson, who's been burned forever and ever. Um and he's uh now seen twenty one targets in coverage this year. Um he's allowed hundred and fifty yards, a touchdown. Um so if if Goodwin is good to go, I mean he's game script probably would dictate that you know the chiefs should be playing from ahead in this one and they're going to need good one to air it out here so should see a more pass heavy approach so yeah i definitely have uh, interest in him for sure and that would be like i said be the one thing i could could get me back to jimmy g and give it give him one more one more attempt to win back my love for him so uh what were you going to say though Killaby?
1: yeah i like how focused uh san Fran's offense seems to be um I would like to go back to the George Kittle. Well, uh, his price on DraftKings is 4,500. Um, so he went up $700 after uh, letting everybody down last week. So I think ownership's going to be down. Looks like uh, Jack Doyle is going to be uh, getting some ownership. And then a lot of the uh, the studs like the Kelsey's and the Gronks should get some, uh, or I should say, uh, Grant's not on the main slate. So, uh, but like Kelsey will get uh, probably higher ownership than uh, Kittle. So, I would, I wouldn't mind going right back to Kittle. Um, curious to hear what you guys think about Cream Hunt. Um, hasn't been in the uh, passing offense at all. He's only had two targets on the year. Um, but I mean, we gotta expect that with with all the touchdowns, Kansas City's. Uh, putting up that it's going to start to normalize where he gets more uh, red zone goal line opportunities to punch it in. Um, I think Kareem Hunt is is a great play, uh, especially to get away from just uh, the passing uh, side of things for Casey. Uh, I love Um, it,
2: but what do you think, John?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know what? I I think he might end up being jockey. Yeah. I think by the end of the week, I think people are going to kind of gravitate to playing Kareem Hunt as like a leverage play, you know, and it just get to a point where it's, he, he's, you know, 25, 20% owned or something like that. He is a good play. It's a, it's a missed price, definitely. I think on DK at 6k, I think it's a missed price there. Um, so I, I get the play. I'm just probably not going to go there because I, I can see a way in which Kareem Hunt has another kind of okay or average game. So, you know, and yeah, easy. if he doesn't get if he
1: doesn't get you touchdowns, I mean we've already seen Mahomes not not really, well, you know, uh look to him uh, to do any drop offs. What, what I'm surprised is they're just not scheming him in like a few screen passes or, or more more targets yeah. in general. Yeah. So uh that's the concern here. It's 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 not just the, the catches, it's the targets. He's well, he's only had two targets. Yeah. What about yeah.
3: two what about two, the fact that you know, the secondary for San Francisco, I mean they got beaten up so bad by, you know, the Lions, who have, I mean, they have great wide receivers, but they took their number two cornerback out of the game halfway through that game. He was getting beat so bad. I mean, um, I, I don't know. It just seems like a spot where Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, even Conley could take advantage of all these guys.
2: Sure. Yeah. So, um, when I, I played hunt last week, um, and I played Kelsey, I was pretty high on both of them, um, for GPP. Um, and, um, I will be, I will go right back there. I mean, I think his time to, you know, to get, get in the end zone is obviously going to come. He did get in, you know, on that one, one, uh, reception that he had last week, but, um, you know, he's a, there are, there are, home favorite here, which is usually good for, for running backs. I know it's uh, he hasn't had the targets, but if they're going to game plan, 49ers have been susceptible to um, in pass catching uh, to to the opposing running backs. They've allowed 21 receptions for 122 yards now last two weeks. So maybe Reed um, is drawing up plays for him as we speak. And uh, yeah, I I agree with you, John. I think he's going to get some steam here. Um, But He's still not going to be you know, chalk, and we know the kind of upside he showed last season. So this game, monster total, it just really depends on how this, this game script plays out. But the touchdowns are a concern, but I do think they're coming.
3: Would you take him over Tevin Coleman or Gio Bernard?
2: Um, over Gio, yes okay i'm not high on geo I, I i'm that's gonna be my fade probably geo um unless you guys convince me otherwise tevin coleman i'm not even that crazy about him at this price um uh, I,
3: I like them as well
1: i like tevin in stacks i don't know about if he will make uh, like cash teams and whatnot but yeah just switching up in stacks i think um obviously in that game both running backs are in play Um, you know Camara obviously on the other side it's just they're they're so involved in the passing game Um, and it's it's nice when even at that price range where you can get five to six targets which you know is the same equity of scoring a touchdown so
3: well yeah how about two Tevin Coleman ran all over a Carolina front that was you know supposedly really good at stopping the run like you know he just kind of ran right through him I mean he could have easily had two touchdowns in that game Matt Ryan kind of vultured at least one or two of them I think at at the end in the end zone but um yeah I think it I think it's a good spot I'm with you though it's probably a better stack option than it is just a sole cash option but um or like by itself but (laughs) I still like to play a lot
1: yeah and I know we brought up Christian McCaffrey already man he he just got peppered with targets on top of targets um, I told
3: you, no Greg Olson.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I was all in on McCaffrey too. I, I,
1: perfect, I perfect game flow, perfect uh, you know opposition, and he gets another great matchup. So um, Atlanta was 32, uh, so the worst versus pass catching running backs in Cincinnati uh, was second worst last year. Uh, no uh Perfect, so you got to like him again, coming into this game. The only issue is uh, if Carolina, you know, pulls up with a lead, they are favored by three uh, in this game. But uh, I mean, you still got to like, like him getting uh, eight to 12 targets.
2: Yeah, it's the spot. Um, this is a big weakness of the Bengals. Um, like you said, um, and their weakness is all, is that linebacker. So Yeah, this just looks like another good spot. It's not as great as a spot. You know, I mean, he checked every single box last week. So we had, his price was still kind of fair. I mean, he was 7K as opposed to 7,800 on DK. He, you know, Atlanta gave up so much uh, production to running back, you know, targets and through the pass, you know, and so he checks that box. He was getting the increased usage. Olsen was out. You know, so we still; those are still in play. He's obviously getting the increased usage. Um, I just think this is a little bit less of a good spot, but I'm still really high in them this week.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I'm still high in them. I just I, I, it's not as good of a spot, and then the price jump. Um, I, I like them. I just don't know if I'm going to get there with his price. At I think it's 7,800 on DraftKings. Yep. Um, but I totally understand it. Like I said. You know, like with Greg Olson gone, he's the security blanket for uh, Cam Newton. So,
1: do you think uh, he's uh, game flow dependent uh, on the year? Do you do you only want to roster uh, them when they're coming from behind, uh, or do you are you confident enough in his uh, rushing abilities?
3: I mean, I'm not confident in his rushing abilities. I, I do think he's somewhat game dependent. What I mean by that is I think that C.J. Anderson – I think they want to run C.J. Anderson a mm-hmm. little bit. Oh, He killed for, that with a fumble last week. Yeah. Yeah, he killed that. Yeah. And he had a, a catch in the fourth quarter that went right off his hands. And I, I forget if it was a pick or if it was almost a pick, but they took him right out after that. It kind of, like, stalled the drive, and he should have had a first down. But, um, um, yeah, it, it's I, I think he may be game flow dependent because I don't trust him running in between the tackles.
2: Uh, I do trust him. Um, I, the, this is what I trust most. Of it. I trust. I think the usage is going to be there regardless. I think this is going to be an offense that's going to need to get the ball. They with their offensive line, it's going to need to get the ball out quick. Cam is going to have to do quick passes, and it's he's just going to be he's going to get target after target. So I think his pass catching targets will always be there, and he's going to get more. Then he had last year, at least running between the tackles. And he's, he's their running back. He's their guy. So I, I just don't, I think he's just going to be a, a good play from here on out, depending on what his price and matchup is dictates and everything. But, um, another thing I noticed, like, it seems like cam doesn't even like he could, he has room for so much more usage too. like cam like misses him so often, like when he's wide open or like looks him off and tries to like feed it into double coverage that, uh, I think there's just more opportunity to grow.
1: Yeah, it did take take a while for Cam to realize that, uh, you know, last year McCaffrey was a safety valve. Um, I I really think they brought in McCaffrey basically to save Cam Newton's career, you know, for for him to stop running so much and just drop it off to him. It seems like they're getting – or at least he's bought into that system now uh, this year.
2: All right, so that – the, we're, we're just... one more
3: thing with that game I do think that a sneaky play in that game is Ian Thomas 2800 on DraftKings I think all the attention is going to McCaffrey I think Ian Thomas could fly under the radar and I think he's a guy who Cam might look at in the uh, red zone dropped the touchdown last week 2800 on DraftKings if I'm going to like Pay down at tight end for anyone It's probably going to be him like in tournaments
1: And he was an every down Type of guy he played 64 or 67 Snap so yeah I like that
3: Yep
2: All right, a running back pivot Off of McCaffrey this week Saquon Barkley Interested anybody
1: Uh, I want to hear what you have to say first
2: Seven wide receivers with more Targets than Barkley through two games He's uh Eli's arm strength is definitely in question at this point. Um, the offense is in question at this point in general, but he's the safety valve. He's dynamic rusher. Um, and if so he's breaking go-
1: news, Tyrod Taylor uh, went back to the uh, locker room, so uh, we might we might be seeing yes, Baker.
3: Baker, all right. <laughs> okay. no 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 Had to drop that. Thank you. I looked up for the first time and since we started this podcast.
2: So Barkley, no go for you guys?
1: Um, okay, so I have issues with with these stud running backs on terrible offenses, right? The David Johnsons, the Barkleys. Um, you know, McCaffrey, at least, he's such a big part of that offense. And with Cam, like uh, Cam is such a great quarterback that those two can make things happen just with them two. Um, I just feel like there's just not enough. And, and you're going to start getting defenses like I, I still think the Texans are a great play, even though they let us down last week. Um I just I just think you're gonna just scheme against Barkley and make them pass to beat you. Uh you know, obviously Odell
3: uh is always there too, but and well, I just,
2: I'm I'm actually expecting Odell to have a pretty good game this week. Um and
3: yeah, I like him. I like him too.
2: Um I don't know if that's a hot take. I'm glad to hear that you like him as well, John. Because from now on, I'm going to run every play by you, and uh, (laughs) you're going to be my uh, advisor. Um,
3: Just make sure you bring it back with Will Fuller. Stay with. Oh, I
2: I love Will Fuller. That's my Um, boy for sure.
3: Too. Yep.
2: I mean, yeah, you got like. I mean, plus his price is a little high this week, fifty nine hundred. Yep. no one on
3: gets, on gets the
2: matchup with Eli Apple, who has looked better this year, but um, was a disaster last year. Um, so, uh, yeah,
1: Jim. You right now on DraftKings has Odell at fifteen percent. Uh, just a, just wow. a heads up. So it's, I mean, that's higher than you thought it would be. Yeah, I feel like that is higher. I mean, obviously, it's nowhere near like final, like with these uh, percentage. Right. Energy. Um, a guy that I'm looking at on DraftKings specifically just because he's the highest priced wide receiver is Michael Thomas. Uh, we, we saw last year where uh, he got so much usage on a team that was a run first team. And now I think the biggest, the biggest uh, like the guy that got the most usage upgrade because of the Mark Ingram injury has been Michael Thomas. Uh, they've been, they've had to focus more on throwing the ball. Uh, which has totally helped thomas here and with them being three point dogs and then the ownership play of him being the highest price uh, you I mean you have Julio jones a thousand dollars cheaper i mean everybody is gonna click on Julio over Michael thomas so um I, I like i like the ownership play of Michael thomas and you know there's always a chance where thomas you know outdoes like the top guys by you know a good 10 points so
2: Dude, Thomas is the top guy. Yeah. Um,
3: the, the problem is, if you were if if you had to pay it for one of those guys, would it be Kamara or Thomas?
1: I mean, the, I'd like, I like I like the mid tier running backs this week. So for me, I, I would rather I'd rather pay. I think uh, mid tier running backs. I mean, are
2: you make taking? Are you taking a stand on this, or are you, gonna have, are you going to have? Are you going to have some of both?
3: Oh, I, I, I'm taking a stand for sure. I, I, I've taken a stand every week at, on these high price receivers and I'm, I'm not stopping now. I think that Kamara is low, lower owned. I think he has a better matchup. You just saw what Christian McCaffrey did and I think Kamara is better than him. Um, I think game flow is going to be in his, you know, mm-hmm. realm. So it just, Michael Thomas is a great play too. Don't get me wrong. I just rather have Kamara. He's gonna get he's gonna get all the touches. Like I, I just think he's a better play.
1: And and really efficient touches, right? I mean right. we wanna see the Saints coming from behind, uh, having to pass like maybe 70-30 versus the run. Um, and, and we know how much more valuable uh, targets are versus uh carries. So.
3: I will say though, it you can still make a stack with both of them, Thomas and Kamara. I'm just saying it it's definitely like one of those things where you know it's definitely hard to do. You know, you got to kind of find some, you know, cheap tight ends or some cheap wide receivers. you You just right
2: got to play Ido Thomas. or uh, At 3K? Yeah. yeah.
3: Is it Smith? Ido Smith. Ido Smith. That's what I I'm meant. Surprised, yeah,
1: yeah. I was surprised how many uh, touches. I think he ended up getting, like, nine carries, one target or something like that, maybe two targets. Yeah. Yeah, um, he got nine carries. And he looked good, too. I mean, he looked awesome.
2: That's yeah. that's why 3K is pretty tempting. Like,
1: Yeah. And I played preseason where he wasn't anything. He was terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. kind of came out of nowhere
2: for me. I like Kamara a lot. Um, yeah, like you said. So, like, this is a team that's always struggled with the running back pass or at least giving up tons of production, and they don't have Deion Jones or Keanu Neal anymore. And so mm-hmm. – it's just, and this is a concentrated offense, right? Like that's all we keep hearing right now with the Saints. Concentrated. I mean, it's it's Kamara, it's it's uh, Michael Thomas, and it's Drew Brees. So, the interesting thing, do we? Is there? So, what are we doing with this game? Let's just like this game is so important for DFS this week. Yeah, you stack so, like, it
1: up. You stack so, it up uh, every which way. I think. Um, the you know the the weird part about this, I feel like the running backs are more in play in this game than they are in the San Fran at KC game. So um, I don't know how much love, even like a Matt Breda will get, even though he's, he might be the rushing leader. I don't know if I saw that correctly uh, in the NFL, Uh, but I know he went over a hundred last week. Um, He's just not getting enough touches uh, at that price point for me to love him. Uh, so, but yeah, both running backs in play and then obviously wide receivers. So uh, the, the only issue is uh, Kamara and Tevin, you kind of want, you you want their uh, touches to be, come through the air. Um, Cause they're not like, I mean, I guess Tevin's shown, you know, pretty good running back skills, obviously when Devante's been out, and even can touch the ball 25 times. It's just Kamara seems like they're trying to limit him as much as possible. So um, you know, you'd rather see the Saints coming from behind uh, in that game if you're doing a stack.
2: Well, and they I mean, it was a pretty just gross game in general with the Browns last week. Um, you know before that, he was absolutely you yeah. know, went nuts. So I mean, it, it depends on what we think this game's going to do. I mean, there's a lot of good plays in this game. Let's just go through them. Um, like Matt Ryan is super cheap for a quarterback play right, at 5700. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees is the other guy we have to consider 6400 yeah home road splits um I think he's 6400 yep 6400 or but this is a dome right like um he's disappointed against them last year but I don't I'm not worried about that they didn't they had Mark Ingram last year I mean are you guys like both of these guys
3: I mean I will say too Julio Jones has had good numbers against Marshawn Lattimore like the last couple like last year so I I think people might I I I mean people will play him, but people will definitely think of that matchup and I don't think it's a matchup to really fear. Lattimore hasn't even looked that good this year in general, so I I don't know, like he's so cheap. He is cheap and I wish he I'm was like
2: eighty five eighty six hundred, you know, like He's mm-hmm. 7,900. It's like, it's so tempting. Like, it's like 79.99. And that's
1: what the thing. If he 8, was 8,000, if he was just 8,000. Yeah, 8,100, 8, 8,100,
2: 8,100 even. That
1: would take so much ownership off of him.
3: One thing, too, I'm thinking about, too, is Michael Thomas, just, just going back to that real quick, the Atlanta Falcons, their cornerbacks don't shadow. They kind of stay on their side. And Michael Thomas is, I'm pretty sure he's averaged about 31% of the snaps in the slot this year I might be I might be off on that but it's it's around that I think and if he gets uh,
1: yeah he's he's had uh 31 percent in the left slot and 21 percent in the right slot
3: okay so yeah so if like he gets 52%. matched up with you know the slot corner I, is it Brian Poole Might.
2: yep it's Poole yeah. so he's gotten 32 percent of his snaps out of the slot um He's going to uh, match up with Poole, who's their least talented cornerback.
3: This guy is bad. This guy is really, really bad. So, I mean, from, from a matchup standpoint, Thomas might actually have the best matchup now that I kind of look at it, you know, and see if if they're going to match him up in the slot over 50% of the time. Then it's it's it might be a really tough fade. I might. I might but, like,
2: eat- so both of them are awesome plays. Right.
3: No, right
2: both of like Kamara and Thomas and if they're so concentrated. So the question is like, is Ted Ginn worth it? Worth some shots.
1: For sure. I, Ted I Ginn gotta, still
3: got the speed man to break one off.
2: And uh, he benefits from no Keanu Neal.
3: If I'm stacking this game up, I'm stacking up the two best players on the team. I'm stacking up Thomas and Kamara and bringing it back with Coleman. You know, Julio might be tough to bring it back within the stack. And then I might do the opposite and take one of those guys with Julio and Tevin you know, so I could stack it up all three ways, but I I don't know. I I don't think I would play Ted Ginn just because I feel like most of the targets are going to be really concentrated towards, you know, the weakness of the Falcons D, which is really not their outside corners, even though they're not the greatest, they're not bad either. I think it's the, you know, the slot corners and and the linebackers, they're going to put them in spots. And so I think Kamara and Thomas are probably the, just easy best plays.
1: Yeah, and I'll just throw a sneaky play out there. Uh, Traquan Smith, I know um, they were talking about trying to get him worked into the offensive plan. So that could be a guy that's going to be, you know, under 2% owned if you're going to stack this game to throw him out there. Uh, Let's see, he, he got 22 out of 66 snaps last week. So, But, you know, that's the thing. Sean Payton specifically said they need to work a way to get him the ball more.
2: And Ginn has been uh limited in practice, so that would be news to monitor. And especially yeah. would probably give him um, you know, give him a boost if for some reason he's injured or, you know, not letting on to as bad a shape that he may be in. Um, but um what about Calvin Ridley, thirty seven hundred? Um he's technically got the best matchup on the field for yeah, the Falcons. I think he's-
1: I think he's going to be a popular uh, play uh, with his touchdown. I don't think I'm going to go there. Uh, I kind of agree with John that I, I want to stick with more of the studs in this. So, I mean, sticking with Julio and Tevin, um, I don't know if I'm going to get much – I mean, if I if I go with another pass catcher, it's going to be Austin Hooper at 2,900. Um, just punt the tight end spot. Yeah.
3: yeah he's uh,
2: he's going to uh, be popular.
3: Who, Calvin Ridley or Austin No, Hooper?
2: Austin Hooper.
3: Oh, I have no problem with – I, I, like, fading Austin Hooper, to me, i, I rather play Ian Thomas. I, I know they're right around the same price, but I, I I get why people like him. I just don't like the fact that Matt Ryan, again, his targets, he just spreads it around or he throws it to Julio. He's not, he doesn't have, like, a a second guy. Like, Austin Hooper is the second leading target guy on that team with nine. Like, I, I, I don't love that. I, I I'm not, like, comfortable with that. You know, Calvin Ridley, he had a good game last week, but you know, again, I, I get the play. I just, it could be Muhammad Sanu this week. You know what I mean? I just, I don't yeah, see another, him honing in on the second guy.
1: Another 3,700 guy that I really like who, you know, hasn't been getting a lot of talk. I think I've, uh, I, I started hearing a little bit more talk this week is Tyler Boyd uh, at 3,700. I mean, he's getting, he's getting the snaps. He's basically the wide receiver two in Cincy, uh, but you know, with John Ross's speed and uh, him being a high draft pick last year, uh, it's kind of like oh, you know, uh, just th- the the noise is is, is, he, uh, gonna is he gonna um, be chalk this week? See, I think you know I've seen somewhere around ten percent on him, so okay. uh, he's thirty seven hundred on DraftKings, uh, possibly gonna be a little bit chalkier. But you know what I've noticed is like a lot of the cheap wide receivers that aren't, you know, like obvious plays they're usually never more than like 10 to 12.
3: Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So not chalk is in, I just meant like, he's going to be owned. Like people are going to actually go that route more, you know, yeah. 10%, 10%, like
1: 15%. Yeah. You know, big news too, injury wise is uh, what's going to happen with uh, Philly. If Corey Clement uh, becomes the guy, if, you know, if both Ajayi and uh, Sproles are out, um, that's, you know, Getting a, a cheap guy like that uh, is going to just, you know, monkey around with ownership percentages at running back. So um, I can see him being uh, pretty popular by the end of the week here.
2: Yeah. Um, so let's quickly, because um, we're running over time like we always do, um, yeah. let's um, quickly touch on that game because uh, I'm kind of interested in like Carson Wentz. Like, I don't know what to. To expect from him but like if you're going to tell me that they're they're not going to have much of a running game their the running back is a better pass catching back and they're going to have constant you know a concentrated eagles passing game then maybe he's in play at 6200 I definitely like Nelson Aguilar from getting the targets and Zach Ertz for sure like that's where every all the production should go right Mm -hmm. yeah
3: go ahead yeah, 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 I, just, I just like the first thing. Honestly, when I pulled up the salaries on DK, was I noticed Nelson Aguilar at sixty one, and I noticed yep. Zach Ertz, and, and I'm just like, these are where all the targets are going. Like this is where the offense is going. Then I saw Carson Wentz is going to come in, and I'm like, how do I not like Carson? Wentz? And a Swiss
2: cheese secondary, uh, inexperienced secondary.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, it makes sense. I don't With- know if I'm going to do it. But I'm going to play those guys, so I probably will end up on Carson Wentz.
2: Unless they go Wendell Smallwood with really only like a pass catching back. Like, so I mean, I
3: think Wendell Smallwood's going to get some carries no matter what. Like, he's going to get. Oh, some for carries. sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Corey Clement's going to get maybe 60, 70% if all the and scrolls are out. But Wendell Smallwood will get 30% of the work, at least.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm expecting too. Uh, and then if you bring it back, I mean, it's kind of easy to bring it back. You've had T.Y. Hilton get wow. uh, two 11 target games. And, you know, I was, I was concerned. I didn't have any ownership in him last, last week, but uh, I'm still waiting for them to get back into the dome, you know, to utilize the speed. Uh, obviously in Philly, um, is usually not a spot where I'd want to play an opposing wide receiver, but Philly's shown like uh, pretty terrible defense uh, so far the first uh, two weeks. So,
3: And they're Um, stronger against the run. So, I mean, the the way to beat them right now is the pass. Right.
1: So,
3: Colts see that. That's what they're going to do. Running
2: out of time, quickly, um, are we overlooking Aaron Rodgers?
1: Well, he didn't practice today, so that's something to keep an eye on. I'm more or less, until he gets his legs back, I think Aaron Rodgers is off. Um, If he's not going to give you, you know, potentially 20 to 30-yard scrambling or even a possibility of a touchdown run, uh, I'll just never be drafting him.
3: Yeah, I, I there's too many like besides Pat Mahomes, there's too many like cheaper quarterbacks like Matt Ryan. You know, you said Carson Wentz, like Deshaun uh, Watson, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yep, yep. Cam Ray, Newton, Cam Newton quarterbacks great over three hundred yards. Any interest in Andrew
2: Luck? Like, if he could, he somehow like I know his ADOT is terrible. Is that going to, is he, is it when you want to be on the game ahead of time? If you know, if he, I uh, think
3: I'd rather Wentz than luck, but that's just me. Yeah. I, Wentz.
2: I, good. I'm glad you're on board with Wentz. Cause he was like the, when I first builds, I was first looking at him. I was like, Dan, this is so tempting, but I, I don't know what to expect from him. You know? right? So,
3: that's what scares me is I, I, yeah. I, I want to see him throw first. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm definitely going to have Aguilar and Ertz together. So I'm going to have maybe at least one Wentz team, but. I'm going to have more shares of those guys.
1: Yeah, and these secondary game stacks, uh, when you're you know not looking at the top two games, they're going to be a lot lower owned. Uh, So this is a game that I definitely keyed up. Um, You know, there's there's a few other spots where I'm uh, already building stacks. So um, yeah, one sneaky
3: one sneaky stack is going to be the Rams. The Rams with Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and my man Cooper Cup it is he is so mispriced on draftkings he's 4900
2: well, i'll throw there's another one too right next to him who's so mispriced who's who's got huge upside too he doesn't have the red zone usage but from a big play standpoint is robert woods ah uh,
3: it's the robert woods week
2: no i don't there's no but i know there's going to be a robert
3: yeah, woods yeah you're it right. might very well
2: be this week and it, when and when that week happens i want to be on it if he's 5100
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Cuff. staying away
1: from Casey Hayward. I, I think uh, he'll be seeing a lot of Casey Hayward, so I, I well, want to stay they're expecting
2: They're expecting potentially um, Hayward to shadow Cooks.
1: Oh, Cooper Cup or – or oh, Cooks. On no, the, Cooks, um, Cooks,
2: yeah. Which would – which in theory would leave, you know, Woods and Cup is the the red zone guy.
1: Yeah. So these are the, Cuff these Cuff are the these the type out. of – Oh, sorry. These are the type of wide receivers that I am really concerned of when they go up against elite cornerbacks. So um, normally when I'm talking about like stud uh, wide receivers, I don't, I don't look into the cornerback matchup as much. Plus they move a, uh, around stud wide receivers, but a guy like, you know, a, a Robert Woods or a Cooks, if they're, if they're getting somewhat shadowed by Casey Hayward, that's something to note uh, for sure.
2: All right. Last thing, back to our original game. We'll uh, end the pod here. Any Sammy Watkins love for anybody?
1: Yes. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Like I, I uh, had a little bit of him last week, so I'm going to stick right there with it. I mean, uh, this game sticks out so much uh, with implied that I think you, you want to have shares of anybody that's a big part of this offense.
3: Yeah. I mean, what did San Francisco give up? Like, all three of the Lions' receivers had good games last week. I think at least I know one of them at over a hundred yards and two of them at least had touchdowns. So right. uh, I, I definitely want receivers or tight ends, you know, pass catchers from this game, you know, multiple. Yeah. So Watkins has got to be one of them.
2: All right. Watkins has got to be one of them. That's how we're going to end this podcast. Um, thanks uh, listeners for, uh, it in again and uh we will catch you next week um wish uh both you guys the best of luck again um but can you bless me john with a little bit of, <laughs> yeah your... stop winning all the money john
3: all right all right good luck chris i hope LeSean mccoy pans out for you
2: uh domingo santana uh helped, uh, helped uh, finally got some money back on domingo last week for anyone who watches our, our uh, baseball show look you know, at
3: that you made it back from the last you know like
2: no, no, it, it's like a, I got like a one percent back.
3: I love like, how John actually gave you the blessing too. I did, I did, I gave him the blessing. You saw that. That's Appreciate it. All
2: right, we'll catch you next week. This is the RG NFL DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. Thanks.